Welcome once again to Devotional. This is lesson number five for Wednesday, November 7. Out of all of the lessons this week, I've been looking forward to this one. Um, my medical background just uh, gave me some a lot of interesting thoughts <laughs> as I looked at this lesson. Um, I want to read to you a verse that is uh, from today's lesson. It's uh, from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18 that says, But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as He desired. Um, you know, there's there's something to be said about you know God placing the, the members in the body. When I was in Loma Linda uh, getting a, a great privilege when I was learning massage, we were allowed to go into the cadaver lab of uh, and, uh, Loma Linda University. <clears throat> Dr. Charles Thomas had friends there that allowed him to bring his students there to we look we look at, at the actual human body and we could see what's beneath the skin. And one of the things that were mentioned is uh, even in surgeries with live patients, uh, you can never really put everything back the way it was originally. <laughs> it takes time for things to gradually move back and sometimes they never really go back to the way they were originally placed there. Which just made me think about, you know, when God places something, He makes it fit in ways that no human being ever could. Which makes this, you know, illustration of the body extremely rich. Um, God placed you in the church you're at. Um, he's placed you there for a purpose. Um, that's what that verse says. But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as He, God, desired. So it's not just simply, you know, us choice, but I believe that there's a big part of God's providence in allowing each of us to be in the churches that we're at for a reason, for a purpose. And, you know, Paul uses the, the metaphors, the symbols of foot and hand, eyes and ears. Um, and I love those. But I began to think, you know, <laughs> more, more medically um, about some of our internal organs and how would, what would they be like? What kind of church member uh, ministry would they represent? I'm going to give us an illustration, right? Uh, what if you are a stomach? <laughs> what if you are a stomach because through you, <clears throat> you take the food that, you know, the body ingests and you break it down. You break it down small enough so that it can travel through the body and be absorbed and be utilized. You break it down, you know, in sugars and carbs and proteins and all those things so that the body can use that and re continually repair itself and have energy to move. A stomach is a very important part of the body. What body, what church ministry do you think parallels the function of the stomach? I'd be curious, you know, for you to share some of these things in your Sabbath school class, especially if you have a medical background. You could definitely bring it up to a, a bigger notch than I could. Um, but I'm thinking, at least in my mind, that would be a Sabbath school teacher, a Bible teacher, right? Someone that takes the Word of God and breaks it down into smaller digestible uh, fragments and puts it out into the church body. That is a, a very important ministry, I think. Um, I, I thought about lungs, right? What ministry could the lungs uh, represent? Um, immediately, I thought about our passage. It's not in the Bible. Um, it's a, a passage from a book called Steps to Christ that says that uh, prayer is the breath of the soul. Um, spiritually speaking, at least in that book, it uses the, the metaphor of the body and it equates breathing with prayer. So what will be the lungs of the body? And uh, 
what um how long can the body live without air without breathing and if if prayer is the breath of the soul the lungs how often should they be functioning and is that what god why god has placed you in the body for to pray and of course uh, paul does distinguish you know that there are individuals that have been given a special passion for prayer there are individuals that are given a special passion for hospitality so there is a uniqueness to each one of us we're not all called to be everybody part but rather to be faithful in the body part god has made us to be and if god has called you to be involved in prayer ministry um you know it's it's crucial that we're not just praying once a week or whenever things are brought to our attention but on a daily basis um maybe um there's individuals that are granted more functions um not that it's, you know they're they're not a lung and a liver so to speak but they have maybe maybe that is a good anal- analogy um i'm thinking of the the man that mentored me robert smith he's a man of prayer and he taught me about making a prayer list um, he uses a notebook i use my phone but every day he goes through these names and claims promises for each one of them for his grandkids for over a decade and a half Whenever they would spend the night over at his house over the weekend, they would his grandkids would come up to meet to them to him. Once the habit had set in and said, uh, "Remember his uh, grandson Sean saying, Papa, you haven't given us our blessing.'" And so uh, Bob would get on his knees, place his hands over the heads of his grandkids, and ask for special blessings over each one of them. He's a man of prayer, and he's a man of the word. He has helped me understand the word of God. So there, there may be multiple functions, and I don't think God is does this because He likes other people more than others. I think it, it goes with that parable of the talents. You know, if you're faithful with God, what God has given you, He'll give you more, and He'll give you more. And when you're faithful with those those things, He'll give you more capacities to serve the body. So it's not that people are extremely talented. I think some individuals just choose to be extremely willing. And of course, we need to be careful that we don't burn out or overextend ourselves. But certainly, there is this element of God empowering us to do more than we could have when we are willing to be faithful with what we have been given. As a Christian writer that says that that man that had been given one talent, he, he was not unfaithful because he was given one talent. This Christian writer says that had he been given five talents or ten talents, he would have still been unfaithful with that. The quantity didn't matter. It was his heart attitude. He was not willing to be faithful with what he had been given. And I want to encourage you, don't look at yourself by comparing yourself to other church members, uh, what they have to do or responsibilities they carry out. Just be grateful that you have something to do and be faithful. I can guarantee you that that parable of the talents is not simply a, a, a you know something to fill the scriptures, but a living reality the more willing and faithful you are in what you give to the Lord, the more talents and capacities He will give you. And you'll just grow without you realizing, wow, I'm enjoying to do this, and now I'm also enjoying to do that. And you, you will recognize that there's a difference when it is God that's giving you these gifts. It is He who puts the parts in the body as He desires. And the parts that are faithful, He can grow and expand to do more and more for the body. Um, I thought about, you know, some some body parts that um, I don't know if Paul would have ever expounded on like your kidneys and your liver 
key components in detoxifying the body. What ministries do you think fit that description of they detox, they filter out that which is harmful and retain that which is good? I'm thinking about, again, Sabbath school teachers, elders, deacons, deaconesses, individuals that their primary leadership centers around the scriptures. They are able to filter out that those ideas, those teachings, those philosophies that are toxic to spiritual life, that they will hurt and poison our faith in Jesus Christ and bring in elements that will make the body get sick. Um, in our Oakwood church, and Moreau has gotten to meet Jelani, um, he's battled for years with his kidneys. And he, he values, all of us as a church have come to value the function of kidneys in detoxifying the body and allowing the, the, the body to be clean on the inside. The, the role of elders in regards to making sure that we are um, embracing sound doctrine, the pure simplicity of Christ, nothing added, nothing taken away, that's a crucial element, that's a crucial organ in the body of Christ. And lastly, I thought of one last um, symbol of the body, the skeletal system. You know, we always talk about, you know, the very intricate, uh, you know, the, the kidneys, very complex. Bones, just bones. <laughs> um, actually, the skeletal, the skeletal system is crucial in supporting the body from within. They support the body from within. And I think that that also fits the description of an elder. An elder is an anchor that supports and empowers others to do things. An elder is someone that is dependable, someone that stands, has a sure footing upon the rock, Jesus Christ, that others can attach themselves to this leader and move and be able to create things with the body, do things with the body, that without the skeletal system, we would just be a squirmy mass of muscles and organs on the floor. We could not be able to stand up. Without the skeletal system inside, the body could not stand, could not move, could not function as a human being. Um, and furthermore, you know, if, if you know a little bit more about the bones, they're not just there for support. Deep inside the bones, they're hard on the outside, but on the inside, that's where the blood gets made. What carries the oxygen, what carries the nutrients that the stomach uh, is able to provide, that the lungs take in, the gas exchange that takes place in the lungs, those red blood cells, they're manufactured inside the bones. So prayer, scripture, support, stability, I think those are rich symbols that can enhance how we view ourselves within the body of Christ. And I want to invite you, what other symbols can you think of the body? Think about the ones that, you know, we talk about the hand, we talk about the foot and the eyes and the ears, because that's in the Bible. But can you think of other ones, like the fingernail, fingerprints, hair, eyebrows? Uh, what are some other things that you could bring to Sabbath school class and say, hey, you know, I, I thought about that, and here are some that I thought of, and then share with the class. I can guarantee you, you'll be blessed. As I did this little exercise, I began to realize that I like to be a stomach. <laughs> I love taking the scriptures and teaching it to other people. I love a, being the, a channel of spiritual nourishment for other people. Um, what are you? What body part, what body organ would you com uh, compare yourself to and why? And can you think of others that you can bring to your Sabbath school lesson? I think there's beauty and richness in how God has made us. And I want to invite you to think about this, not just to share in class, but think about your personal role in the church you're in. God has placed you there as He desires. There's a purpose for you in the church you're at.